Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Is this if not really long? Engine- you are? That'll be enough, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> the look of contempt you just gave me. I'm re- I am I was- sorry. <laughs> I've got you don't no, want to clap um, your hands anymore. I just don't. I find it degrading, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, welcome to Bitchin'. Every week we talk about a different person. We dissect them. We veer wildly off track. Um, this week we are going to be having a guest and we'll introduce them in a bit, but um, for now, how's your week been, Helen? My week has been the same as every other week. Jesus Christ, the same what? today, now and forever. <laughs> I went on a run today. Oh, and, fuck um... off. Fuck <laughs> off. So I need to tell you about our friend Emily. Okay. She was listening to our podcast on a run and her mm. aim was to do a 5k run and she listened to the episode where we talk about exercise at the beginning of it I can't remember which episode it was and apparently it was the most demotivating thing she's ever heard and she actually stopped her run early and walked home and went home and <laughs> stopped doing exercise because so I would just like to apologize no it's me any... that should apologize it was definitely me I'm pretty sure it was both of us because I'd just been on this run and I was talking about and then that's what triggered it all and we both were saying exercise is bad and we don't like it and you shouldn't bother <laughs> doing it <laughs> I just so apologies listen shout out to anyone who is able to get outside and run I think that's amazing and well done Helen that's an outstanding achievement for the day. You thank must be feeling you, very you. smug and good. Oh, yeah, full of endorphins. Yeah, I went for a walk, and to be honest, that is my version of um, doing a 5K. Is even getting outside is very difficult for me, so shout out it's to me for achieving shout that. Shout out to you. Woo! How's your week going otherwise? Well, it's all right. Um... I, you know, Jesus Christ, the same today and forever. I'm very lonely, and whenever any of my friends text me now, I feel flattered that they still care that I'm alive or dead, really. (laughs) It's got Um, to that point. Yeah, and I don't really have any energy either to be interesting, so I'm really sorry to everyone who still listens to the show, but... This show is a labour of love and, you know... The thing is, Tilly, what you're doing there is implying that normally we are really riveting, interesting company and today's going to be any different. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair enough. At least, you know, I set the bar low in mm-hmm. real life. In many ways, that was the smartest thing I could have done. It is really clever and it almost appears like you're doing a bit, but it's not a bit. It's, it's not a bit, no. Your personality, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I find if you say something in a sort of showy voice or if you've got timing sometimes people are like oh you're so funny and I'm like oh okay 
Good. Good. Carry well, on, that's, the preamble. that's the Shall preamble. We... <laughs> God, that was riveting stuff. Shall we, shall we save everyone from ourselves and introduce yes. our guest? My boyfriend. <laughs> My boyfriend. That's all we need to say. And person in his own right, to be fair. No! <laughs> yes, um, the very successful comedian, writer... Helen Monk. <laughs> comedian. Oh, piss off. Piss off. I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. You, I'm joking, I am joking. I was the third funniest woman of 2016. You were. That's more than I've ever done with my life. Someone was like, do you miss stand-up? And I was like, what, like, only as much as, like, you'd miss a knife fight. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exhilarating, yeah. but not enjoyable. Not worth it when you get stabbed. Yes. What were we doing? We were introducing Ken. Ken, Ken Cheng, at Cheng, at Ken Cheng Comedy on Twitter. He's funny on the tweets. He is he? very funny on the tweets. Amazing comedian and all-round good guy. And we're very excited because, personally speaking, I've not researched at all the people that he's chosen to do, so... No, well, um, actually, I wanted to do this person um, because Ken, in addition to being a comedian, is also a professional poker player. So I've had a sort of education in poker last year um, when me and Ken started dating. And Phil Ivey is um, a really hot man who does poker. And he's also like a sort of mega genius. So let's welcome Ken. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it and you really want to show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Yay. Also, I love that because Tilly wouldn't let me get to the end of the song earlier, so thank you, Ken, for <laughs> indulging me. Why not? Why not? It's a very professional setup. Welcome, Ken Chen! Yay! Hi! Hi! Wow, Hi, thanks so much for coming. Thank you for having me. It's an honour as a long-time fan. <laughs> a long-time fan. You kind of fan. have to. <laughs> How you many no podcasts choice. do you think you've done now? In, in the lockdown. past year, Ooh. I swear you do like two a week. <laughs> I don't do that many. I and reckon it's always for the... someone I've like never heard of. Yeah, it's is often that people do message me. I'm like, okay, I'll do your podcast. I'd reckon not oh. that many, maybe a dozen. Ken's a very generous person. I'm generous with my time, and I shouldn't. Also, be. you've just said that now people are going to slide into DMs and know that they're going to get a yes. They're going to just make up. I'm a happy podcast. for the for the fun. <laughs> I think people do make up podcasts, to be honest. Just yeah, to... yeah it's, it's a chance to speak. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's what we've done, isn't it? To be honest, today. <laughs> it's what I did. So you would return my calls. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ken, the tradition is that I read out the Wikipedia page. Are you happy for me to do yeah. that? And then, to be honest, the pressure is all on you because I know nothing. I'm very excited for you to explain to me what edging is. <laughs> that is so funny. Helen, do, you not know, do you not know that edging is a sex term? Yeah, I was doing a bit. Okay, thank uh, God. Every now and then, I make jokes. I thought it was a, I thought it was a real genuine mistake. Oh, it's because you've got such an innocent face. I just think that I'm the only one that makes jokes because I'm <laughs> self-involved, and that's my comedy persona. Here we go. Phyllis Dennis Ivy Jr., born February the 1st, 1977, which makes him 43, 
very good moisturiser, is an American professional poker player who has won 10 World Series of Poker bracelets. Poker bracelets? Yes, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's like, yeah, it's, you basically get one if you win a certain event in the World Series of Poker. And that actual oh bracelets, like gold, golden bracelets, they're pretty big. And Wow. So does he wear them all at the same time if he's won I don't ten? think he cares. I once met someone who I think <laughs> won a poker bracelet and he brought it. It was in my po- uni poker society and someone's uncle was a bracelet winner. <laughs> What, and he just brought and it. He, brought, his he brought it with him for uh, to like. Well, he was a guest of that week. Oh, it's a bit lame, isn't it? It's a bit, it's it a bit beggy. Lame because he won it in like the nineties or the eighties, and it's not, it's not as impressive to be honest. If you won it back then, it's a lot harder nowadays, isn't it? Poker. Yeah, exactly. Because since loads of people started playing poker, it's now the the sizes of the tournaments in order for you to win a poker bracelet are like 10 times bigger so back then there were only like some some tournaments there were only like 30 people playing so you could win a bracelet by being only beating only 30 people so it's so ken what is poker good question shall we read the wikipedia for that as well first and maybe read the the one for cards yeah okay and then after that read the one for um humans and the world (laughs) and then maybe we can all figure out what's going on here what is stuff (laughs) but we have both started playing poker obviously tilly because of you ken and then just coincidentally i started playing it last year with my flatmates i don't think we're playing it correctly maybe not yeah but go on what is poker (laughs) poker is a game where uh (laughs) It's a card Are you enjoying game. this? Are you glad that it's I am? It's hard to explain to poker. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> you get two cards. Oh, that's Yeah, that's the most common variant. You get two cards and there are five cards in the middle that everyone uses and you're trying to make the best five card hand ranking to win what's in the pot. But there are many different variants. So the one Ken's describing is Texas Hold'em, which is the most popular yeah. variant. Um, but there are lots of different mm. games. What's your it. main tipple, Ken? What's your go-to? Oh, I play one called Omaha. I also play one called Triple Draw. Um, I stopped playing Hold'em because all so many people play Hold'em, and actually, it's getting to this stage where a lot of people are very good at the game. And like when people started out, people were people were bad. Easier to take money off of yeah. <laughs> and if, now. Basically, in the mid noughties like two thousand and four onwards internet poker exploded and you had so the golden many... age of poker exactly exactly and you had so many people just rich businessmen from america just throwing money online and if if you were like good at poker back then you didn't even need to be that good you just needed to be like at all smart and willing to learn how the game works wow. and you could be like there were a lot of like 15 to 18 year olds who became millionaire <gasps> millionaires in that time and just not can not me. Oh, for you, Tilly. Ken, I do have a question. Did you like when did you first get into poker? Why? What was the hook? I started playing with friends in school, and we just played for skittles as as the currency. (laughs) I don't know why it was such a hook. I guess I've always been into games. I played a lot of competitive games when I was growing up. I liked board games. I liked online video games. 
So it was, I guess it was an immediate hook because of that. Mm, but one you can make money out of. Yeah. Well, my friends started playing online, so I started doing it as well and started making a bit of money. You must have such a cool head. I think I would, my heart would explode, I think. I'm quite zen mm. compared to a lot of people. <laughs> but you, yeah, you have to train that up, I think. I think when I started, I, was, I didn't have a cool head. It helps teach that. I think it's a really good game to help teach a lot of that mental fortitude that you need for a lot of life because the the swings of how much money you're winning or losing go up and down a lot and that is quite useful for real life when say like let's say you like have some kind of random random accident and you have to pay some money for that you you can you're more used to that kind of swing uh, monetary swing in your life Oh, wow. I'm kind of used to that already through all the parking fines that I get, to be honest. <laughs> That's one way I to mean, do it. I mean, life is just a game of poker yeah. for you, really, Helen. <laughs> to be honest, I don't need do the you, extra stress. Do you ever make money from uh, an administrative error in your favour? I do sometimes get a big tax rebate. In fact, I think most years I get a big tax rebate just because I've miscalculated my tax. <laughs> That's nice. Sort of, sort of the same as winning, I guess. <laughs> sort of, sort of a win. It's losing and then by default winning yeah to make it yeah <laughs> i've been really really tempted by all the stuff that's happening with um you know with what's it oh my GameStop. god yeah oh yeah have you it been in so have you so I was, tempted. I was tempted but the app that i was trying to use wouldn't let me buy it so i just gave up right i think that's probably good because i feel like maybe it's pa- now so many people know about it it's past the point of being it's hard hard to work out where it's gonna go you yeah, you might think that, but then all of a sudden it could just go up loads on Monday. Because that's what's happened with Bitcoin is that like everyone knew about Bitcoin for years and everyone yeah. was like, it's not going to go any higher, it's not going to go any higher. Yeah. And I think a month ago or so it reached £10,000 or something. Helen, haven't you got some Bitcoin somewhere that you can't get hold yeah, of? Yeah, I've been retrying to... I emailed so the funny. place that I originally bought them, which is now no longer exists and I've been Mm. trying to find the guy who originally set it up in order to get him to help me but he's not replied he must have so many people emailing him Mm. he's yeah (laughs) it's awful I'm a millionaire probably well maybe not but might be you might be it's worth like 23,000 pounds now at least I'm not that guy who threw his hard drive in a skip yeah (laughs) like you this was a genuine accident that and you just bought like you went to go buy a coffee somewhere and the place took bitcoin yeah and they were like you need to buy some bitcoin to buy a coffee so you were like all right then which isn't the same thing as throwing the literal (gasps) money into the bin what year Um, was it when you did that maybe 2015 wow okay that would be worth like several thousand times as much (laughs) but it depends how much you had you how can you remember how much a coffee was so i think i got like five oh what would five I have? Bitcoin. No, it can't. no that can't have <laughs> no. been because even by then a Bitcoin was worth like thousands of pounds. Not in 2015. Oh, I'm sure it was. I could look it up. I reckon okay. it only got into thousands around like 2018. That's when the big... Uh... I remember the first big thing because at that point I did already have... At that point I had the Bitcoins in my Bitcoin wallet but I had no way of accessing them. And I was like, this is very Sad. frustrating. 2015, it was around like 200. 200 pounds per Bitcoin. Whoa, it's just hit like 50,000 pounds. No, it hasn't. 
So can for, you for have 23, part of a Bitcoin? Because I think that's what I must yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, you must have had. So I think I probably got about £5 worth of Bitcoins in 2015. So what would that be worth now? Probably like £500. Mm. Okay, so that's you might have spent You might have spent a lot of it on the coffee, though, if you were buying a coffee. Oh, yeah, so I've probably got like 60p worth. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that isn't that great. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> that's good. That's reassuring. Yeah. Oh, well, we've all learned something. We've all learned yeah. a lot. We've... I've learned a lot. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So, Phil Ivey. What makes Phil Ivey so special in the poker world, Ken? What makes him so special, I think it is just a mix of very high skill, but also very distinct persona and personality traits i think he is someone who was regarded as the best for so long but also a player that was regarded as best by onlookers who could go well he's won a lot of tournaments he's won a lot of cash games he's won everything but also players other players were very scared to play against him because he was basically unreadable and it always felt like he had the edge on people like people felt like he had some kind of sixth sense as well um Potentially he Which he is, kind of does. He's yeah. really good at reading people. Yeah, because he's all about... He's he's not like the online players who have studied the game's load. He's studied it in his own head, but wow. probably instinctively in a time when people weren't really studying the game in the same way. So he just has some kind of extra instinct that a lot of players don't from his generation. He's like that woman, what's her name, in the Queen's Bumahole. <laughs> he is a bit like that, I guess. Because he's had quite a... Yeah, he's, he was kind of like the new kid on the block for a bit and then he just became really good quickly and 
then suddenly when internet when poker became the big thing that everyone was talking about he was always cited as one of the best players and then it all went wrong no he gets he get he may got made to pay a load of money back is that what so happened? he's this... he's had a hard time in recent years yeah. hasn't he it's a complete separate thing because he is addicted to what game is it is that baccarat or something yeah. like that i think that was the game that they were playing together something baccarat is basically like blackjack it's a casino game which doesn't really have much skill but he was doing something a bit dodgy dodgy and and it's quite up in the air how acceptable it is um but he was essentially you exploiting the back of the cards had a misprint on the cards basically so he could keep a track of what what cards they were because there was and some he, kind of misprint. He had teamed up with a woman who was meant to be the best in the world at doing this. Yeah. And I think they are making a film with Aquafina. Oh, I'm gutted. I was about to say we should buy the film rights. We'll be millionaires. Aquafina's yeah. playing the woman. Uh, oh. Chung Yin Sun, who goes by the name Kelly, is the lady that they're making the yeah. film about. And um, so she yeah, was doing she, it already, and then he yeah. Of... So she was already doing it, and then someone introduced her to Phil Ivy, and then she sort of taught him the differences between all of the backs of the cards. Is that right? Something about that. I don't know exactly what it is, but I think there was some issue in some casino. So, so it's up for debate whether that is cheating because it's a mistake by the casino that you could uh, you could yeah. differentiate the cards, and there's no actual legal precedent for that really which is why it was a he basically got embroiled in this lawsuit for like 10 years essentially i think wow. they've settled now yeah um yeah and i think but, it yeah. was found not to be officially illegal but just against yeah. like the rules of the casino or something like it was such, like you say it was it was in london that it happened yeah so. which one was it empire or something like that cockfords crockfords crockfords it might be part of a chain, like I can't And so remember. this is the edging, edge sort. This is edging. This is edging. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, is edging. This is Phil Ivy got embroiled in an edging scandal. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> he he edged and it cost him. Phil Ivy played and won a series of games of Punto Banco, right. a variant of baccarat, at Crockford's Casino in London. The casino did not pay out the seven point seven million he had won as they believed Ivy had cheated by using edge sorting. Ivy sued the casino to recover his winnings. And I, I imagine they both, both the casino and him probably paid several, probably even million in, in law, law fee, legal fees, because it went on for like 10 years. But I really recommend, like, if you're feeling up for watching something cool, do just watch phil ivy because he's so cool and handsome yeah and like ken says Tilly's kind obsessed. of unknowable Tilly's yeah obsessed. i do Tilly i do just think he's yeah well he's a very handsome man yeah. and good at maths which is great the perfect yeah. combination yeah that's so your jam isn't it Tilly? <laughs> apparently so apparently um, so. men with gambling problems <laughs> <laughs> And was there any romance between the like him and the woman that he teamed up with? 
I don't know. I he's single now, isn't he? Yeah, he was he, married for a long time, and then they got divorced. They got divorced because recently. he likes to gamble millions of pounds on baccarat. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, he then was probably too busy talking to lawyers for ten years. <laughs> it's not it's not conducive to a good marriage if you're just constantly trying to win get back your seven point seven million through le- legal loopholes. Wow. I mean, was seven was seven million even like? I mean, how rich is he? He's I can't imagine that was that, that bad for him. It probably wasn't that bad for him. I, th- I think he's made a lot from poker and various investments. And it's hard to work out how big, how much money these poker players have. But I reckon in the hundreds of millions rather than wow. anything else. Because a lot of them will have bought property yeah. and things investments. like that. A oh lot of them God. owned a slice of like, they had a lot of sponsorship money as well because they were... He was one of the most well-known, probably top three well-known poker player in the world. And I imagine he could just get so much money from sponsorship and all sorts of random stuff. It's so... What I really don't understand with poker is how there's so many professional poker players who are all rich because surely when one person wins, everybody else loses. Well, mm, well, I guess like, like there's probably not... Like so, for tournaments, one person will win quite a lot, but it's every place in the tournament gets a payout up to like maybe a tenth, a tenth of the players, and it goes it goes up the further you go in that tournament. In cash games, I guess like half the players and those payouts will be, uh, will they be from people paying an entry fee, or will they be from a casino putting up money? No, it's the entry fee. So how? So how poker money works, casinos take a small percent, which is called the rake, and everyone else is moving money around, and casinos will take a few percent from that, and that's how casinos make money from poker. No money actually gets lost to the casino in the game, but a certain percent does. Like, you can't lose a, to the casino in a hand, but they always take a bit of a percent, so the casino is always winning from that. And, and that's where the players. phrase "the house always wins" comes <laughs> from, right? Well, actually, yes and no, because I think the house always wins actually applies more to other games where you are actually playing against a casino. That's what makes poker different. Is in a game like blackjack, you are playing directly against the casino, and the casino will okay. win over time. Poker, an, there is an element of skill yeah, within yeah. poker that isn't present in. Yeah. Have you ever games? been to Vegas, Ken? I've been to Vegas once, and actually I didn't play poker. <gasps> Ken's very anti-gambling for someone who is a professional gambler. We went True. to Hastings, and Ken had to physically pull me away from the claw machines <laughs> because I... Mean, I... Yep, that is what happened. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. Oh my god, Tilly, you're so me on the two-penny arcade. I just love them! My yeah. mind, something switches in me and I'm That I was a weird, in. weird place because it felt... It was very bright, and we left it, and it was like, oh, it's... We've been there for hours. <laughs> it was fun. I had fun. I guess you're more logical with your like gambling, though, whereas the yeah. claw, you're always going to lose. That's what I'm... The house I, always but wins. But I won. <laughs> Helen, I won. She did win something. And the oh. first time I played it, I won. It's because... Which has never happened I'll tell you why, why that happened, because there was this crack in the plastic, <laughs> and something got stuck in the plastic. I exploited it. You should That's quit. why That's I edge. chose that That's one. That's edging. She yes, edged. edging. Now, I now edged to get this fucking ugly fish toy that I now have in my room and I'm like this is such an she, ugly she's now 
suing the beach <laughs> beach casino, <laughs> the beach arcade in Hastings. Have you ever been to Las Vegas, as in Las Vegas in Soho? Yes, no. I have. Oh, my I love Las Vegas. God, it's one of the things that I'm like when we're allowed to touch things and people again. Oh my god, please can we go yes, to Las Vegas? I oh would god. love that more than anything. It's basically like. It's like air hockey and pool and loads oh, yeah. of like driving games. There aren't any slot machines, are there? Up- no, upstairs. it's just games. There's I think. fruit machines upstairs, but nice. that all gets. It's always bit. very cool teenagers doing dance um, mats. Dance dance mats. Yeah. Oh, let's do that. Oh I my god, it's so much fun. DDR. I was once doing dance mat, and a child came over and put their fifty p on the machine, like while I was dancing, to be like, "I'm next." Like, <laughs> Had to nice. scuttle away. If you met Phil Ivy, Ken, what would you say? Or I do? don't know. He's very intimidating because he's not very sociable. I think he's very terse and he's very. Yeah. That's why I like him so much. I'd be. <laughs> it would be quite hard to interact with him. I think. I I bet. I think he's got a good sense of humor. Yeah. I think. Yeah. He, he uses he does. it he to does. his advantage for the game. There's lots of because me and Ken have watched so much of. Um, high stakes poker yeah um and we've watched him a lot in the world series yeah. as well yeah um and he will crack a joke with people yeah he does when they make jokes like about him but he's so he never gets involved in any of the like really petty like macho stuff yeah i think that's why i like him so much because Aww. there's so much posturing that goes on and he's just kind of above it all and just yeah. never really yeah I, I just like really that. like him. It's a sign of real talent as well that you don't need to get involved in all of that business. No, he doesn't care. He doesn't just care. There for the Sigma game. male, the Sigma rarest male, male type. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Sigma male. <laughs> I really want to go to Vegas and I I always um, ask Ken really annoying questions about poker. And uh, I think because it's such a, it's such a, you know, if you don't play it, I think the idea of poker is such a... They play it so much in films and stuff, don't they? And it's seen as yeah. a very like glamorous intellectual. Yeah. Oh, guys, I watched The Big Short last night. Have you seen? Oh yeah. <gasps> yeah, I've seen it. Because I go to I haven't Vegas seen it, but I have seen that scene. With the that we watched. Uh, the what's it Which called? The actor who was well, there was Selena we Street Gomez. Factor. Street Fighter. Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. And there was an actor in it who was also in this scene in Big Short who plays like the, the dickhead who is explaining. CDOs. Oh yeah, next to Selena Gomez, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, it's not in. He's the in guy. The ta- he's talking to Steve Carell, and they shoot over. He's the uh, one who's like bragging yeah. about his car and just being a pure dickhead about oh, how yeah. like he's like, well, we're wrecking the economy, and there's nothing you can do about it. Ha 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 ha. Oh yeah, I know who you mean. Steve Carell goes mad. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's like, yeah. oh my god, everything's gonna crash. So I think I understood about forty percent of the film. I am gonna have to rewatch I, it. I think it's yeah. I think it does do a good job, but still, I I still didn't quite understand it. Yeah, no, you're right. I think it does a really it does a really good job. It just we had to pause it a lot and explain to each other what was happening, and even then, did Matt enjoy it? Yeah, <clears throat> Matt and Mary. And Mary doesn't watch films, so. <clears throat> Considering she doesn't watch films, it did okay. I think it's good. It is a good film. It, it's and also I think I didn't really get the recession, the great financial crash at all. When it it's happened. interesting, isn't it, that we've been talking about gambling? The first thing that comes to mind is the stock market. 
Even though none of us have like consciously drawn that parallel, yeah. it's clear that we see Wall Street and the London Stock Exchange and casinos really as the same thing. Yeah. The, yeah, there is no technical difference. The only difference, I guess, is that actually a lot of people playing Wall Street are doing it with other people's money. <laughs> God, but that's so one depressing. Big game. That is so yeah. depressing. Also, yeah. I think it's because I only learned what shorting was this week because of mm. everything that's happening with the game shop stuff. For sure, yeah. There have been a lot of good tweets which are like, imagine if a monkey is storing five bananas and stuff <laughs> like that, which are quite useful, I think. Yeah, I really recommend doing some Googling if you don't know what it is because it is really helpful to understand it in terms of the way our whole like economy works and stuff. But um, it's kind of terrifying, isn't it? It's really scary. I think how much how much money is being exchanged without anyone even like ninety nine percent of people are just not are not paying attention, and all this money is just flying about, and it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and the Big Short did a really good job of um, spoilers, but basically saying <laughs> that it all it all crashed, and then we've just gone back to the exact same system that we had before, and it's yeah, all continuing. That's a really good moment. Yeah, with like a few rules changed yeah. so that people can't fuck it in the same way, way they yeah. fucked it last time. But people will find a different way yeah. to fuck and, it, I think. And they probably unchanged them at some point without people noticing. Once the heat died down, that's what they mm. often do with laws. They just un- <laughs> they just like reverse them when no one's paying attention. Do you think it takes more skill to be a Wall Street stockbroker or a professional poker player? I think professional poker player because you're. If you're on Wall Street, you're playing with a lot of... I think there's a lot of what poker players call fish, bad players in Wall Street. A lot of, like, small-time investors who don't know what they're doing. A lot of people who just put money into bad companies. Like, ultimately, all you have to do is just, like, select reasonably good companies if you're a Wall Street stockbroker, I think. That's so funny because last night when we put on the big short, Matt got confused and thought we were watching Big Fish. And so now I can tell him <laughs> that we kind of basically were. <laughs> big Fish. Fish being someone who's uh, a sucker. A sucker. Yeah. A fish. A whale is a, a huge fish. <laughs> what, what you call a, a really big fish that comes out of town and doesn't know how to play the game. A whale. A whale. Yeah. There's a great film um, called Rounders. Um, so if you're looking for a a good film about poker that's yeah. actually realistic, because there's a lot of films about poker that are not yeah. very realistic, I, and it's just sort of doesn't make any sense. I can attest, Rounders is probably the best film at depicting poker. Even though it's pre-online, it, it really well depicts what poker is. And is it any good if you're not that interested in poker? Yeah. Yeah, I it's it a good to, film. I showed it to Tilly before she really knew that much about poker. And it's it's for just the mainstream public. It's got Matt Damon and uh, Edward Norton. Sold. Yeah, it's a good cast, and it just really depicts that life quite well for a mainstream audience. Okay. It depicts the risks and the highs and the lows yeah. and the ridiculousness of it all, and uh, it's really good. I oh, recommend. Yeah. great. Okay, it's on my to-watch list. Beyond that, there's not that many good poker movies like... Casino Royale is quite fun as a poker movie, but it's not. It doesn't really tell you much about actually how poker works. <laughs> well, it tells you something about 
Go on. I don't know. An eye bleeding. <laughs> that's Megan's eye bleeding. It tells you that's that, it. yeah, in between games, you'll probably go fight some random assassin with a machete. <laughs> yeah, and nearly get choked out yeah. in your car. Yeah. And then you'll get brought back to life by the car. I can't really <laughs> Exactly. And that's poker, in that's a way. That's poker, baby. <laughs> what do you think the future is for poker? Because I, when I was... Um, getting to know more about poker the thing that i loved about it was kind of how in a way how it kind of plays into sort of very romantic ideas about individualism and like mm. being a self-made person like you if you were a genius and you worked hard you could genuinely work your way up from yeah 10 dollars to having yes millions in the 90s and also in the the pre-internet age, there was just something quite I don't know niche about it, and this yeah. this whole sort of world that's happening that like only the people involved really know about, and there's so many big personalities, and they all sort of know each other, and I just find that sort of compelling. Whereas now with the post-internet world, now it's sort of do you feel like maybe it's had the heart taken out of the game a bit? I think a lot of it has, yeah. It's much less a big part of culture than it was 15, 10 years ago even. Um, and it's gone through a lot of kind of dips where things have hurt the game. There were big uh, cheating scandals towards the end of the noughties where players players were exploiting the, the, the software. Or like actually the owner of a website, Ultima Bet, Ultimate Bet was like maybe the fourth biggest website. I think the owner or someone who owned a lot of it was using it to cheat and he could see other people's cards using and exploiting wow. the software that he exploited. <gasps> wow. And that really hurt confidence. And then there was a whole scandal around it getting banned in the US and there's a lot of regu- government regulation in all, sort- in all countries creeping up to stop the game going as smoothly as possible so it, it has had a lot of struggle in that sense um and we we don't know really if it's just gonna slowly die out or it's, or, or, or now it's kind of st- it feels like it's kind of stabled out a kind of a, a bit of a niche thing again which is not that easy anymore and is much more yeah much more you need to study way harder to be good at it and wow. it doesn't attract as many casual players as it used to and that's the future of poker. What about the future, generally? For Are you asking Ken to predict the future? The future. Um, yeah. Go on, the, Ken. Okay, let's go. Um, mass <laughs> war. Class, <laughs> class war. <laughs> that Revolution. Realistic. Revolution. Oh. Maybe but the, but the bad guys will win, so... No! <laughs> Come on, Ken. We need some optimism. I'm usually optimistic, but who knows right now, to be honest. Yeah, it's true. The Wall Street stuff is fun because I think it is it is kind of optimistic that Wall mm. Street, some hedge funds lost $30 billion. Some really rich people just got the, the, the rug pulled from under them. And that's quite exciting, isn't it? I think so. And I think it will have the opposite effect of, you know, when everyone marched against the war in Iraq and it didn't do anything. So <laughs> yeah. then no one ever bothered marching yeah. ever again for anything. Mm. I feel people like, do more stuff like yeah, this, when yeah. there's a success like this, I do think it makes people excited that actually collective action does work. And it's internet action as well. That's yep. what's exciting is that 
in in the way I was saying, like I feel like the internet kind of took the heart out of poker. It's sort of, in a way, put the like heart. Th- yeah, put the heart into this sort of thing. Class war because it's yeah, <laughs> it's put really put the heart into class war because I'm, it's so it's so full of humor. Yeah. And like it's not the thing is is like it's serious but it's also not. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. It's it started out as people taking the piss. And oh I don't gosh, know there's yeah. just something beautiful about like watching people make memes about like really rich people losing billions. It's that it's the memes and the sea shanties and the and yeah. the code emojis. <laughs> you know the code emojis of like the crown, what is it? A diamond and then some hands, and that means you've got diamond hands, and it's this code. Yeah, like... diamond hands is a really funny phrase. Do yeah. You know... No, yeah. I don't know it. Paper hands. Paper hands is a, refers to someone who will get out early when the stock is dropping. So like they were saying, like when the stock was dropping, loads of people sold. Those were people with paper hands, and they refer to anyone who holds onto us having diamond hands. Yeah. <laughs> and and <then> I... so... <laughs> It's so refer good. To as diamond hands. Like, Come on, are there any hands. expressions like that in poker? There probably are some, but I, I, none as good as diamond hands. Diamond hands. <laughs> and also the fact that it's made out of emojis rather than yeah. like so good. It's so good. Yeah. My friend was doing it actually. He got um, some. I can't remember. <gasps> yeah, and he his shares like are now worth loads of money but he's on all of these reddit groups with the diamond hands and he's yeah. like we're all wall just... street bets yeah exactly and he's like we're just waiting it out and like it's not actually about us uh, like yeah. we could withdraw and have loads more money than we put in but it's not about that and that's good that's good really that people nice. are sticking with that because that is what it's we'll really it beautiful isn't it that so many people like obviously i don't anyone who has made loads of money it's great yeah you know, especially the people who really needed it like there's loads of stories yeah. of people like putting in 80 pounds and walking yeah. away with enough to like pay off their debt and stuff like that which is amazing but there's obviously people who have a bit of disposable income yeah who've just who are just sick of the system sick of it all yeah. they're yeah, just sick of the system and it's great to them it's not about money it's about taking a stand and it's about saying oh actually the game has been rigged against me mm. and it it doesn't make a massive amount of difference to my life whether or not i have money yeah. but to those people, it's all they care about. Yeah. And that's, that's what's interesting, I think. I think, yeah. What What is really interesting is that it's it's a culture war which is based on economics, which is quite rare in today's age. It's not a culture war based on social identity or, or anything like that. It's one based more on actual, the economic side, which I think it's, it's interesting to see all the, like, the right-wingers also support the side of, the uh the wall street bets people or the or the people buying up and it, it's it's yeah we don't really get a big economic story like because a lot of these people aren't really that political otherwise they're just they just they're just getting involved in it because they know it, that's it you know instinctually that it is unfair yeah like yeah. anyone can recognize that yeah and it's yeah, yeah it's it's cool to see it's 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 just great to see that actually you can do something like this because most people like we you were talking about the war in Iraq and stuff like that's protests against that kind of stuff have happened over the last dec- few decades but never something like this mm. this is like a specific kind of protest and it's actually a protest which involves some kind of action mm. well thanks for joining us Ken thanks Ken
We learned so much. We've so, learned so much. So much about poker, about cards. The future, the class the future. wars. The future. What yeah. else is going to happen in the future, Ken? Um, uh, I'm going to say no- nothing good else. <laughs> nothing <laughs> good. I um, thought you were about to tell us you were about to go make a cheese sandwich or something. I had sandwich in my mind. <laughs> really? So I was thinking of a fish finger sandwich. Oh, Ooh. maybe we're all hungry. I'm going to have some fish fingers. I had some pitta with hummus Ooh. just before. Mm. But I've got some fish fingers. I've got 30 fish fingers in the freezer. Maybe that's what's in your future. Maybe I'm psychic. I'll eat 30. All 30. (laughs) 30. On stream. Gross. Ken, do you have anything that you would like our 50 loyal listeners to (laughs) check you out on? on. Uh, Twitter and Twitch are the main things I do. Both are Ken Cheng Comedy on Twitter and Twitch. What do you do on Twitch? I stream uh, various things. I stream, I have a just chatting stream, which I call combat loneliness which is the idea that it's just for people who want someone to talk to about anything and sometimes people come in with their problems and it's quite it's quite cool yeah it's quite cool actually a lot of people the community is just very good at helping out those people and um otherwise i I play all sorts of random games as well among us four guys or whatever random game i'm playing you play among us yeah do you play well so I do, but I'm so bad. I like because I play it on like you can do like practice rounds. Yeah, the free play. Yeah. Yeah, and then I try and join a game. I think right, I'm now good enough to join a game, and then it's everybody is so good, and they all talk in code, and it's so fast, and then I just get yeah. scared and I just come off it. There's a lot of lingo that you need to keep up with. Oh, maybe I'll have to watch you and get some tips. Yeah, you yeah. should join Ken's game. I uh, we've got this Discord group. Which we was yeah because the game is much better when you are on voice chat. It's oh, just much smoother during the meetings. So we play, we play yeah we play in this Discord group which has been growing and growing. I think we have like twenty to thirty regular players now. So there's, it's quite a fun fun little gang. That makes so much sense because I'm always joining other people's groups and I'm like the little weird anonymous person and yeah. they're all like they clearly all know each other in it <laughs> so fast. Yeah, um, it's quite a world, isn't it? Yeah. It's a fun. It's a fun game. Uh, it's taking the world by storm. You could, you could do a whole another podcast just about the history of that game because it's it's just completely took the world by surprise. Oh my gosh! Well, we'll have to get you back and do Among Us as, as, the, <laughs> as the subject. You could do AOC and then use that as an excuse. Oh, we should do AOC. Actually, that would be fun. It would be a good excuse to talk about Among Us because yeah, to us she's mainly known for Among Us now. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, thank you, Ken. Yay, You've been Ken. my favourite male oh, guest. Yeah. Favourite and only male guest. Thank you, thank you. And we will never have another one. <laughs> You've been listening to Bitchin with Tilly Steele and Helen Monks. Our music is by Dave Cribb and our artwork is by Luke W. Robson. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying it and do follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We love to hear from you. Bye. GreatBigOwl.com How's your experience of being a bitch been? A what? (laughs) (laughs) What's that? (laughs) Being on bitching. Oh, oh! I thought I really misheard you. How's it been you. so far? I thought you said 
a bitch bin, as in a bin. Oh, it's in a bin. Oh, my God. Do you love to be a bitch bin? I'm just a bitch bin. A bin, <laughs> like, a bin full of bitches. Yeah, are you throwing bitches in me? Um, <laughs> so I, was... I mean, that sounds pretty great. You're getting, we're all yeah. getting put in the yeah. bitch bin. <laughs> this Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. 